It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Upix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and it's the beginning of the week, so what does that mean? I will be joined here pretty shortly by T. Davis and B-Dag. Man, what a weekend, Upland. What a weekend in Upland. A lot of stuff going on, and... They're not going to hold any punches back, and they're going to go full at it. There is all kinds of chaos that went on, and they're going to talk about the train terminals, what happened there, uh, the failed launch in Oakland, and man, they're going to get into some some of the stuff that was picked up right away by the community. Uh, then we have the Oakland Collections, and then we had uh, Rockefeller Center sold, while documentary was going on and Venom picked that up. So there's that to talk about. And then there was the unexpected release of the Brooklyn collection. So it was, it was a crazy week. I do not want to be in Upland headquarters during all this chaos, but definitely there's plenty of lessons learned there. Facts are facts. We learn from the facts. We move on from the facts. News is news. There's good news. There's bad news. And well, we're not even going to get into the news because it used to be that way with the news. Nowadays, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it there. Keep politics out of there. Uh, welcome to episode 61. And definitely have to have this disclaimer with what these guys are about to drop on everyone. Uh, the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Upex podcast are the host solely of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, B-Dag, and any guests of the podcast. And do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc., we are not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. So, without further ado, um, actually, with further ado, uh, make sure that you are following us on Twitter at the Upix, or at Upix Podcast. And make sure on Apple that you're subscribing, you're rating, write a review because we will read it on the show. And share with your friends and tell them about uh, the insight that you get from listening to us uh, twice a week. Now, without further ado, I will kick it over to T. Davis and B-Dag coming to you live from Little Italy in New York City and Fresno at the same time. T. Davis, B-Dag, take it away. Have a great show. Can't wait to hear this. Thank you, Too Stupid, and welcome listeners to the UPX podcast featuring T. Davis and B-Dag. How you doing this evening, B-Dag? I'll be honest. I got the yawns real bad, so I'll try <laughs> to keep that in check while we're talking. Uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, man. Great, great. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, despite the week that we just had, I'm Ugh. actually in a great, great mood tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll get into it a little bit because it is upland related, believe it or not. But um, yeah, yeah, man, I'm 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 feeling good. I got uh, some renewed energy for the uh, for the game, and I'm just excited to be able to talk about that. So I guess we can probably start with uh, let's do this thing. The bad news, right? So which bad news exactly? And it's it's. That's getting old. 
It really is. Um, you think? It seems like each issue is followed by two additional issues, which are then followed by several more. Right. And it's, I, I know it's the growing pains of, of a lot of things, right? So, and, and I said this in the, in the discord to some users and another user repeated it like the next day without, uh, just from their own knowledge, right? So for anybody who doesn't know this, this game Upland is on the EOS blockchain and it would, it's not necessarily considered a decentralized application, but it does use the blockchain, right? That's where your Upix comes from and that's where transactions are stored. So this is all really very new territory for everybody. And there are other games on EOS too, correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's yes, there's more. And there are, are they decentralized or not? Well, you know what? That's a great question that you caught me off guard with. I'd have to probably head over to DAP Radar to honestly sure. answer answer right. that. But I don't believe that with EOS you're going to get 100% decentralization like you would with an Ethereum application. But okay. uh, that's a good question. I would or be wax curious. based, perhaps. Yeah, I would be curious to see. If Wax, because Wax and EOS are, are almost the same thing. Wax is just a, uh, like a hard fork or a, a replication of what EOS is. They essentially use True, the okay. same uh, programming language. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure um, if there is anything that's truly decentralized that doesn't need any servers or any uh, any centralized you know authority but that's a great question i'll look into that so anyway the nature of building an application on the blockchain like this is this is all brand new territory nft projects like nba top shot are pioneering and they're blazing the way and if anybody out there is involved with top shot you'll know that they aren't all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. I've been more frustrated with Top Shot than I have ever been with Upland, believe it or not. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that a couple of times on the show. Yeah, so this is good perspective. You're gonna, you're going to, to get this. Yeah, you're going to get this no matter where where you are. Um, there's a pretty big um, debut by Tops tomorrow with with major league baseball on wax and i anticipate that being a bad experience I, you know I, mm -hmm. I i don't foresee that going smoothly especially after today's test run with the free promo packs and such like it was it was a nightmare you couldn't do anything that so are you even gonna buy in yeah, oh yeah i'm definitely buying in oh, okay yeah oh yeah yeah i, I wouldn't miss it but I just, I don't foresee it being very smooth. I, I don't think that we will get quick transactions and some people might even get locked out from even trying to buy packs. Yeah. And when it comes to opening, I, I foresee either packs not opening or, and then 
disappearing out of your inventory and the cards not coming. Like these are all things that in every NFT project, you're, you're just going to learn to accept that they come with the territory because things just aren't smooth yet. Right. And they'll get there. So we, we know that Upland has been dealing with uh, scaling issues in the past. We remember the Brooklyn burn and how unprepared they were for that release. And so Brooklyn has been slowly leaking out. Um, I believe the properties are being released in bunches of like 20,000 every so often. That's the numbers that I've been seeing like every other week or so another 20,000 properties will get released and unannounced because they're not collection properties, which we will get into. That's not a slow leak though. That's more like a clog in the line, then a spurt to clear it, another clog in the line and a spurt to clear it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it was very evident to everybody that Brooklyn was not going to suffice regardless of how big it was when it debuted. Oh yeah, for sure. This path needed to be expanded. Right. And so Upland decided that they were going to open the mid tier city in the West coast. And as predicted, that would be Oakland. Right. And also as predicted, What's they that? crashed and burned. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Sorry, but, am I jumping the gun here? You little bit. It's all good. So before they could release Oakland, they had to see how people were going to get there, and mm-hmm. they needed to distribute train terminals, and they followed the same formula that they did with Brooklyn, which was a drawing raffle to win one of 10 and actually they modified it. I, I I stand corrected. They, they modified this at this time. Brooklyn was just 10 numbers out of a hat. Oakland, they did eight the same way. And then they had the competitive find the clue, um, in, in two separate, uh, events were yeah that's right and that took all of what uh, i think seconds, the first one was seconds. yeah they were both under two minutes uh saladin won the first one i believe and stirs right. merlin won the second yeah he was, hit that in less than 30 seconds so he just knew the clue right off the bat and that was i mean awesome for him but unfortunate right. for most yeah. of the rest of us there was no challenge in it well you had one what? user I had one user tell me that they should have swapped the difficulty of the train station, uh, getting a train station in the Easter challenge. The Easter challenge was good. There were some clues in there that were difficult. And you think about the difference of the reward. Right. You know, Rob yeah. Tot won the Easter one and he got, what was it, 299,000 upics. That's not bad. Sure. Um, you get a train terminal and... <clears throat> It's, it's a little more difficult to calculate the value of that because even though the minting price of the ones in Oakland were six to 8,000, you're getting visitor fees a ton and the value of those things is immediately uh, a million or more. Or you can just list it immediately for $10,000 uh, if you have fiat out and have it set yeah, right. in a day or right. two like Sterling so Marlin. The inherent value of a train station is way more 
than the Epix prize from that Easter one, but they went with a much simpler method of distribution. Right. And I was vocal about not, not being a fan of it at, at all in our UCN channel. And I believe in, in the general server as well. Um, I, I felt that the community deserved better than that. And that's an excellent point. Yeah. I think I will propose that for any future giveaways like that. Yeah. Put a little more, a more challenging. Into, yeah. Put a, put more effort into it. Yeah, for sure. So we had the, those two. So, so stirs Marlin, who just, by the way, stirs and Saladin are super talented puzzle solvers. This isn't the first time that they won stirs won his San Francisco train terminal by solving the clues. If you, if you recall, so he was a two time winner and Saladin in an unofficial uh, challenge. He won the Upland LI Christmas challenge, the, the Fresno terminal in our, our Christmas yeah, right, challenge right. puzzle. So these guys are hardcore puzzle solvers and they're geniuses and uh, kudos to them for that. And so for the remaining eight, what they had done was they set the parameters to where if you minted any property, I believe it was over a 23 hour period. Right. Anybody who minted who at least this time they took into consideration whether or not you were, were actually in the game for, and I don't want to say a significant period of time because the bar was set at seven days, which I feel like that's a very low bar to set. Um, all that's really saying is that you've either graduated to Uplander or you've hit the renew visa button once. At least it prevents anybody from creating a quick multi-account to go mint something and yeah. qualify. And so that that's that's good. I, I I appreciated that there was some thought put into that at least. Yeah. But the part that upset me the most about all of it was the fact that we had asked if the participants would be vetted and uh, were reassured <sighs> that they would be vetted and it was just, it was rushed. And when you rush, you make mistakes. Yep. And so I know that they are, are learning on the fly. But those things to me are just, they're disappointing because we brought it to your attention and asked if it would be handled a certain way. And we're told yes. And when you don't meet those expectations, that's for me, that's when things are, you know, are, are really disappointing because as a community, a, a player, a user, like what more can we do other than bring it to your attention? You know what I mean? Leave. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's an option. Except we're all addicts. That's the problem. Right. So, <sighs> so all of that said, the train terminal giveaway was not, was not a successful endeavor by any means. Right. We had four of them left unminted as of like, I believe the time Oakland had opened 
And then shortly thereafter, somebody minted one and they were supposed to be locked. Oh, no. Big surprise. Oh, and... sorry. That sarcasm came out too rich. Um, oh, man, that's too bad. That's never happened before. It it most certainly has not. Um, well, no, it did happen <laughs> with a Fresno fire station. You knew that. Oh, Come right. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, so the Fresno train terminals, they weren't minted mistakenly when they were supposed to be locked. No, they no, just the train terminals. Right, but the Fresno fire station, you're right. that was yeah. an unlocked one. That, yeah, that was Stark not 69. I, I went remember. and found it, yep. That's it was, right. It was supposed to be reserved for mixed pluck and something screwed up <sighs> and he caught it in a tiny little window, went and minted it and reported it and got it back to mix. And I think that's the biggest frustration, not the mistakes happen. They're going to happen. Like you said, this is all brand new space, brand new territory, but the same freaking mistakes happen. Right. Who's not paying attention? Well, you know, from what I've gathered in the UCN channels and talking with the leadership is so we had asked and pleaded and it was evident and very clear that there was staffing issues yeah. and you know I don't I don't know how many of you out there are in a position in your work environment where you are responsible for bringing on new talent or, I mean, you can, can just kind of see it even as just a, an employee, you can see how difficult it can be to hire on a lot of people quickly and try to get them up to speed with what you're doing. So sure. I, I kind of, you know, if that's what, if that's what's actually going on, like I'm happy and it's a little bittersweet because like I, I know that at least you're addressing the issues and we have seen, you know, we were introduced to, I believe uh, Mort was one of the new employees that came into the discord. Oh yeah. Right. And I only saw one comment from him, but that's right. So we have, we have Mort, and then there's another woman. I forget her name who is a project manager. So, so these things are great. I'm, I'm seeing that you are actually doing what is needed to be done and, and bring yeah. on new, new faces and, and bodies. And, and hopefully these are additional hires and not just replacing people who've left. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I know, I know that I saw a block unchained in, in a zoom call recently. So I don't think that, any of the key people have gone anywhere and okay i would i would hope not i don't we don't have visibility to the the quantity of developers right. and that team but i'm hoping that all of this negative stuff that we've seen happen is simply a result of bringing on new and experienced employees into an environment that they're not quite used to and it's super hectic and that's just what we're seeing manifest there and it'll it'll smooth out with time are you saying give it still another couple of months and see what happens right right so fast forward uh, to right, the fine. to the oakland launch and 
so I guess tell me, B-Dag, how was, what was your experience with Oakland? It was better than Brooklyn, but that was me personally. Um, I was actually able to pull up property cards and mint stuff, unlike Brooklyn opening, though it still took quite a while for those property cards to come up, but I ended up getting six Piedmonts where I had a super hard time getting anything when Brooklyn opened. <clears throat> the other difference too is that, <clears throat> excuse me, Brooklyn kept having issues, but the developers just kept pushing the next uh, wave of collection releases, the next wave, and they just kept pushing them through. Uh, Oakland, to their credit, <clears throat> after things weren't running smoothly, they they hit the button and they stopped completely, supposedly. Right, and I, I would I would concur with everything that you just said. I know that. So I'm looking at the first property that I minted. It was a non-collection right on the lake, 177 19th Street. And that's not very far from the terminal. So I was heading north uh, trying to get up to Piedmont. Yeah. And I don't believe I had any issue whatsoever minting that. I, I know that there was, I think there was noticeable lag all the way around for everybody. But like you yeah. said, we, it wasn't as bad as, as Brooklyn in Brooklyn. I, I got five sixty state street minted and that was it. That's all that I got accomplished out of the first, the first go at, at Brooklyn yeah. here, here I was able to float up to Piedmont. Also, I believe I grabbed five in that area. So here's what happened to me. And you can tell me if your experience was similar. Okay. So I got up to Piedmont and I minted a property on Parkview. And I think I actually minted two there. I've sold one since. And then I started, I started jumping to other properties and I moved my way down. And I got to about what's the name of this road here well you know what here's the perfect this will segue perfectly into what i was about to say i don't even know the name of this road because i can't see it it's because it's underneath the properties <clears throat> uh, okay so i jumped to a property thinking that i was still in piedmont and it wasn't until after the fact that I realized Ooh. that it was not in fact. So now that's in my East Bay collection, which on that note, I'm not super thrilled that, like, did you get that East Bay was the city collection immediately? Because I didn't. I, well, yeah, it made sense to me because it was under Oakland. And what it does, they call it East Bay because when they go to open up Berkeley and uh, Alameda, it'll still be there and those cities will qualify for that collection as well. Got you. All right. Well for, yeah, I guess it's the first one there. Right. I don't know that I looked at these collection cards prior to, in fact, now that I look at them, 
I'm certain that I didn't because we had information in the discord server about the collections right before they actually even appeared in game, which was another complaint of the community. Just the lack of communication on things like that. Um, Oh, I never saw them. I once, once they showed up in game, that was the first time I saw them. Right. So there were some, I never saw them on discord. Yeah, we had pulled it from the API and posted it. Several people did posted it. Okay. So I just saw them sequentially in in the Discord and I just didn't make that connection. Like I thought the East Bay was some other venue collection, some custom collection. I see. I, I wasn't aware yeah. that everything fit in there. So I ended up buying some larger parcels to fit in there not thinking that they were piedmont and ended up with just having large regular oakland properties which which is huge tracks of land yeah which is fine i you know i i normally try to fill out the you know the fresno and and the brooklyner and the new york yeah those are no brainers with large parcels anyways so I'm not super disappointed with it, but let's talk about these borderlines, man. What is going on here? Jeez. So before, well, early, earlier in the week or the week before, uh, they had they had I don't know if it was accidentally or not, but we got to see the borders briefly for Oakland, and then they went away. So I found somebody had actually created a Google map of the neighborhood boundaries of Oakland, and I found that, and I was perusing it, looking at it, and. Then when they finally turned these borders back on, um, I was a little appalled. They're actually not bad in the southeast half, but as you get closer in, especially where the collections are towards the central city, yeah, these borders are off by half a block to a block. And it's just, it's not only that, but if, if you could in your mind transpose them where they're supposed to be, they're still sloppy. Um, I don't know how they actually figure which property is in a collection or not, but when it comes to a neighborhood, you would expect that if it's within the certain street boundaries, it's going to be within a neighborhood. But I have found several examples of the really crummy line work actually dictating whether a property is in the neighborhood or not. So if you go up to the to the north end of the collection area between Shafter and Rockridge neighborhood. You've got College Avenue, which creates the border, part of the border between those two neighborhoods. You would expect properties on the left side of College to be a double property for both College and Shafter neighborhood, uh, College Avenue and Shafter neighborhood. But when you click most of them and you click the little blue dash on boosted earnings on the property right. card, uh, you only see College Avenue Actually, that one says Rock Ridge, even though it really is in Shafter. Uh, other examples where it doesn't border other collection neighborhoods, it's pretty bad. So there are, I would, it, I would advise you to double check a property before you actually go to buy it just to make sure it's in the collection. Because even though it looks like it's in the neighborhood, uh, it may not be. And now Piedmont, Piedmont's an exception because, well, first of all, the boundary is off slightly. 
at Piedmont. If you zoom in towards oh, Kingston and Monte Vista, right where, uh, right where it borders the Piedmont Avenue neighborhood and Grand Lake neighborhood, Grand Lake being another collection. Right in there, there's a little jiggy jog in the neighborhood, well, the neighborhood, Piedmont's its own city, but we'll call it the neighborhood, in the neighborhood border. It appears to go up Kingston and then over to Monte Cresta Avenue and then head northeast from there. Well, in reality, it goes mid-block of Kingston and then sits on Kingston and Rose Avenue and follows that up to the, what park is this at the north? Oh, the Mountain View Cemetery. So it definitely is off by a half a block. However, Piedmont has a pretty interesting history of how they came to their border Okay, And most of the rest of it really does cut right through other properties. So they were, they were fighting to annex as a city back in the late 1800s so that Oakland would not take them over. Oakland was on a huge rampage of annexing a bunch of small cities. Mm-hmm. And, and it was generally a positive thing. And Piedmont decided they didn't want to. So they annexed and they based their boundaries off of a sewer map that somebody found. <laughs> and so some of these, some of these property lines, some of the lines of the neighborhood cut right through properties. And this is correct in real life. So I actually, there's an area around my part of the, the country that's the same way. You've got uh, a county line that is super straight between two counties, but then you've got this subdivision with these really curvy streets and large acre lots that pays absolutely no attention to the county lines. So really what happens is these people, they pay a certain percentage of property tax to one county and a certain percentage of property tax to another county. And there are several places where the line cuts right through wow. uh, the house even. So, you know, you might be in your bedroom and be in one county and you go out to the kitchen and you're technically in another county. Now, you know, it's, it's, wow. they've got they've got it all figured out and, and they pay the taxes and they receive the benefits thereof. But I think in some of those cases, when it comes to the school district, either it depends on which uh, which district the majority of the property or the house is in or you get to choose. Sure. So the same kind of thing happens here in Piedmont. You've got these these neighborhood and these city lines that run right through properties and yep this is a real world anomaly uh it's not terribly uncommon but it's not certainly not really common so don't get too upset about the piedmont borders but the rest of them are garbage as far as i'm concerned and i deal with gis and and mapping and stuff too so I, i feel like i'm an authority on this i think what they did is they copied somebody's map from the interwebs and just overlaid it and called it good enough and didn't even bother to check any of it because they were so rushed trying to get Oakland out. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. So how and, do we fix and one it? Other th- yeah, I don't know if it's going to get fixed. Just <sighs> learn to deal with it, I guess. Another thing that came up too is Grand Avenue. So in Manhattan, when we had the Broadway collection, we right. discovered East Broadway and West Broadway both qualified because they had the same street ID. Along well, with Broadway just itself, there were three variations. Yeah, right, exactly. So same thing here, Grand Avenue is a collection in Oakland. And there's the Grand Avenue, uh, but then also there's a West Grand Avenue that's a continuation of that street. So I was looking through it, and you go through along West Grand Avenue, and everything works until you get to... 
uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Way, which is right where the freeway one runs through uh, and crosses Grand Avenue. And you cross Grand Avenue, West Grand Avenue, and suddenly none of the properties qualify. But I did have another player tell me, well, actually, some of them do qualify along the way. It's spotty. But here and there, some qualify and some don't qualify along West Grand. And I think that's also another oversight. And that has nothing to do with neighborhood boundaries. I don't know how that one got screwed up. I couldn't even figure that one out. So again, when you go to buy properties and unlock on West Grand Avenue, double check real quick that they're in the collection for Grand Avenue. Otherwise, you're going to waste your epics. Right. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know how you would do that, and especially on the fly while you're you're minting and to be honest with you i do it when i'm when i'm listing my properties also because i list a lot of brooklyn yeah. properties and i never want to just mistakenly throw a bushwick or a crown heights out there for yeah. a, a low amount and so if you click on the boosted earnings the blue text in fact any blue text that you see in upland it's probably a hyperlink so if you click it you might find something that you didn't know you know had a, had a pop-up window or had some yeah. functionality to it. And the boosted earnings on the property card will, in fact, open a new window that says collections, and it'll list what collections that particular property belongs to. And anytime you're buying, selling, you're doing anything with that property, even if I know that I'm 99% sure it's not a collection property. I will still out of habit always do that because I'm not going to make the mistake of listing a collection property or buying one for that matter and, and not check that and, and yeah, be unsure. It's a real good habit. Yeah. So. And what you might do too, uh, listeners, is just peruse the neighborhoods that you're targeting double check a bunch of different properties around the edges so that when it does, uh, when it's go time, you're not suddenly scrambling to figure it out. Right. So we talked about a little bit about collections mentioned Piedmont. Let's talk about the rest of them. What do you, what do you think of the collections that they debuted for Oakland? I don't know anything about Oakland other than it's on the East side of the Bay. Um, so none of these are any surprise or disappointment to me at all. Uh, however, looking through them, they seem to make sense. They're, there's nothing phenomenal, but there's nothing absolutely stupid either. So just like all the rest of the cities we've gotten, there's the East Bay, which property or the, the collection card says any three properties in Alameda County, which is actually pretty cool in this case because Oakland is here, Oakland and Piedmont, which again is a separate city. But we've also heard or had a rumor that Alameda and Berkeley can also become a part of this at some point. And since those are also in Alameda County, you don't have to own properties in Oakland to get that collection. Nice. So this this is a city collection that's almost multi-city uh, valid in this case. Cool. Um, yeah, there's and there's the Piedmont neighborhood, and there's I'm not going to go through each one individually. It's take too much time, and and our listeners can go through it in app or online just fine but uh we got we got a pretty good distribution of neighborhoods and streets and venues and i compared it to san francisco and it's actually very close san francisco has 18 collections oakland has 15 collections the distribution between the rarity and the type 
uh, the rarity being standard or limited or exclusive or rare or ultra rare and the type being a, a city specific like the San Franciscan or the Fresno or the East Bay in this case, or a street or a neighborhood or a venue, which is those collections that don't that aren't necessarily contiguous uh, is pretty close to the San Francisco spread. So no surprises like Manhattan were. Uh, I will mention that in in Oakland, we got two of the ultra rares that are venues are the libraries and Jack London Merle murals. And I think it's kind of cool that we've got Fresno murals and now we've got Oakland murals. In fact, that's not the only duplication. Uh, I'll pick out a couple of here. We've got a Broadway in Oakland. And weren't you, TD, mentioning at one point that they might have a cross Upland collection that yeah, included sure Broadway was. in each city? Yeah. Well, so Broadway, kind of... Fifth Ave, Fulton are all streets that have collections in multiple cities at this point. Yep. And Broadway is the one. Well, let me see. Uh, not Fulton, right? Well, we oh, have no, two, it is in Brooklyn. We, that's right. Yeah, we have two Fultons. Fresno and Brooklyn. We have two Fifth Aves, and now we have three Broadways. So I know that of all the collections in Oakland, I'm probably going to want to go heaviest on Broadway, just personally. I I mean, that's what that's what I would aim for. And it, yeah, it, and it's it, a good mid-level collection. It's yeah. exclu exclusive. It's not a short street. There's enough opportunity for Broadway. Right. Since I do have that collection in the, the other two cities, that's what I would be yeah. aiming for to get extras in, fill that collection, and possibly a spare. And yeah, that's a good call. I think that's the only one, yeah, because we don't have a downtown or a Grand Ave in any other, but we do have the murals, no. but I, I would, that's going to be a challenging collection, a multi-city collection to fill anyway, you know, multiple. You know, we do have the start of something else too. We've got, uh, we've already got a historic New York City and now we have historical Oakland. Oh, that's a good point. And I don't know if this is a stretch, but there's Old Town Gems in Fresno for Clovis. Yeah, you're right. Look at that. So we could have uh, maybe, maybe when our East Coast mid-tier or uh, low-tier, no, mid-tier city comes out. What is it? Sure. No, we're looking for a low-tier. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll have a historic something or other in there. Right, right. All right, man. Well... After Oakland failed, we got news that they would be doing an auction of another Oh, yeah, that landmark. was a real good, real good uh, visual, wasn't it? Yeah, right. So to the, I mean, myself included, I, I, I can, I understand the reasoning behind it and I'll explain it to our audience the way it was explained to me, but it was, it was a bad look at, you know, it just, it just was, you have had these issues, these scaling issues consistently over the last month and you're, you're failing to meet the expectations of your user base and, 
you're trying to and do and things. only placating not right. giving us like real solutions but oh yeah highest priority and then after right after a failure you go right into a you know the largest upix amount auction that we've ever seen like it was just really it, it was a bad look and we voiced that for on on behalf of the community and the UCN channel to the leadership and how it was explained to me was there was a documentary planned for this particular auction it was scheduled with the news media the camera crew all of that and they simply were not going to cancel it and i and you know what i get that like i if that is in fact what transpired and and i'm not saying that it didn't i i honestly i do believe that's why they went through with it then you know i i get that you can't what are you gonna do throw throw all of that away because it doesn't look good you know what i mean yeah understandable but terrible timing geez right 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 so the auction was for the rockefeller center which is an enormous enormous parcel have you seen how big that is it's like yes an entire manhattan block (laughs) yeah that's insane and the way they calculated it to cost would be what were the factors that that went into that i don't even know i was pretty absent this last weekend and it took me all of today to catch up and i wasn't around very much well let's take a look Um, here is this a collection i believe it's got to be right it it was at least two if i recall oh yeah definitely so it's a media capital it's a historic nyc and it is 18 about 1900 up squares and you know huge shout out to n venom which my goodness n venom has been on a tear since he came in this game um right just amazing like what's his net let's take a look here 157 million he's the top net worth player in uh, upland and you know what 150 yeah i mean that's ridiculous how quickly he ascended to that like right past dizzy and yeah we we need a new uh, designation for players now let me see anybody who breaks a hundred thousand needs to be like presidential right i i believe they they were going to consider calling it i think uh after executive, maybe, I don't know. I feel like it was investor, but then that doesn't sound right. Like they would choose uh, that. But I feel like I heard at some point they were going to do something at $100 million. And if they're going to, you know what? Now would be the time because you have two players. It's no longer just Dizzy Bediski. He's at $116 million and Venom at $157 million. Uh, they're you know they're in a league of of their own, with the, you know the two. Yeah, of them. for sure. You know what's funny too is that and Venom uh, he minted this Rockefeller Center and it's the entire block except for one tiny property. Yeah, uh, a seventeen up squared property which is owned by 
Dizzy. And you know, want to hear something funny? <laughs> it just went up for sale today. And I know this because I looked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Dizzy put it up for sale for $10,000. <laughs> that seems legit. Well, it's a historic NYC. Yeah, good for him. Oh, why not? Good for him. But yeah, that, that's awesome. And Venom paid the, he, he didn't wait. And I, you know what? I don't think that there was any reason to wait because I know that there were multiple Uh-oh. people gunning for it at that price point. Which just blows my mind. Yeah. We're talking 40,000 US dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's a yearly income for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. Well, you know what? They will be set up for quite some time in Upland with those dividends. Yeah, no kidding. The uh, the rock in and of itself is once the collection modifier for the boosted earnings hits, it's going to be one point six million per month itself. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. So they did the auction, um, and in between the auction today and right after the Oakland failure, we had some Brooklyn collection properties that unlocked unplanned overnight. Yeah, I thought they were planning to unlock Oakland. Or or Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn, I'm sorry. Right, and so they they were, and it was canceled because of the scaling issues and, and the lag and all of that, and it it was uh-huh. supposed to not happen today. In fact, I feel sort of foolish for telling people specifically, like, no, nothing is planned for Monday at all. Don't worry about it, because that wasn't, in fact, what we were what we were told and how it was communicated. And I wake up this morning, and I've got a ton of DMs. And, you know, the earliest ones are people telling me to get to Brooklyn and, you know, there's collection properties. And then as I, it's funny, just as I go through all of them, it it goes from excitement to to disappointment to anger all, you know, over the span of the time. And, you know, I I understand that. I was disappointed myself. Uh, I was in Manhattan had I know, had I known I could have been there, you know, if I had I known that the Brooklyn collection properties would have unlocked this morning or whenever it was they did, I, I was there. I, I would have been there to get to get to Brooklyn, but I'm more disappointed just in general that it happened, and I feel like this is another one that likely goes back to. You know, staffing uh, new, new staff. I mean, that that has to be what happened. That's how it was explained in the Discord today. Was we planned on releasing collection properties, bec- uh, not collection properties, FSA properties, because they had right. run out, and we accidentally flipped the wrong switch. And that just sounds like to me like somebody who performed that action who's never done it before. Right, you know, but uh, they're they're going to 
they're going to make it up to the community. And yeah, we all get free spark more. That's that's correct. So an unspecified really? amount of spark, which I know that the community wasn't pleased with that, and I would have to agree yeah. with them and say that unspecified amounts don't mean a whole lot if we can't keep track of what it is that we should be expecting. Yeah. How do you, well, you know, why should we even trust that it's going to happen, right? And we got we got a little backlog of stuff they still owe us too, right? Yeah, and that was what was brought up also that you know, please get that brought up to date before you move on to the next list of concessions. We're, we're right. backed up quite a few things at this point. Um, a drawing of, I believe three Brooklyn highly coveted collection properties and a main street property. And they promised another main street today. So that should be two of them coming out. And I believe there's, an old town gems property due, and I believe at least one block explorer and maybe some something else that I'm forgetting. But yes, uh, our our request as UCN members to to the founders was that please get caught up on this. Right. And in addition to that, it was, you know, please take our input on how you're going to handle this. Because if I have to see another, oh, just mint a property, anybody, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to be happy. Oh, my gosh. Right. All right. Well, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm super frustrated with how things are going. And uh, last week the the forum the discord was just they were as irritated as everything but i think i don't know hopefully it's not the kool-aid talking but i think we're finally starting to see a little a little tiny light a little turning point a little possibility that things really could be pushing forward well, yeah, they are. And so after all of this negativity, so that brings us to, I guess, today. And um, it was, so since that, did I even mention that the, the train terminal got minted by, I, I think I said it earlier, right? That the train terminal. Yeah, just, you know, another nail in the coffin. Got, Why not? Let's... Got minted by somebody who shouldn't have minted it. And I, along with a few others, started to dig into how exactly could that have happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go into too many of the details because it's not necessarily public what right. the findings and all, all that were. But I, I can like proudly say that we had a maintenance tonight and that address, like it was immediate. Like we brought something to their attention and it was immediately addressed. And that makes me very happy Um, because I think you had said something about, you know, time zones and knowing that the developers are at Eastern European and maybe Ukraine, I think it was. So it would have been like four in the morning for them. And to see that quick of a response, like I'm talking maybe 10, 20 minutes top, something like that. Um, it was fantastic. And that's got me, you know, that's got me feeling optimistic and, you know, renewed energy that I can 
that we can find something that needs to be addressed. And I guess gauging on the, the level of severity, and this was pretty high up there, it, it, it will, in fact, get addressed immediately. And that's, yeah, you there's know, some hope there. That's a good feeling because, you know, we all have quite a bit of money. And not all of us, I guess. Some of us have quite a bit of money. You don't have anything. So I don't know who I think I'm talking to saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually cash positive from this whole thing. So, right, uh, right, right. And as somebody who's, you know, I'm more invested, believe it or not, like the, the, the investment that I feel is greater is my time in Upland. Uh, the money, eh. Like I, I would be disappointed if nothing ever came of that, but I, I would be pretty crushed that I lost that the amount of time and effort that had gone into uh, all of this over the last eight months. Well, just like you would with any other game you play that you put money into that you'll never see again. Right, right, right. You'd be disappointed if it fails and all that time you put into it. So sure. yeah, that's completely understandable. But this, there's a little, a little more at stake with this. And so there is a possibility to make money if you got the right factors in place. You can actually make profit off the game. Like I'm, I'm fifty bucks ahead right now. Man, I've gotten fifty dollars more out of the game than I've put into it. That's fantastic, man. It really is. I don't want to brag about what my fiat out sales are like, but I can say that they're. They're, they're pretty good, and I'm pleased with where it's at. You know, I, I know that not everybody has fit out. In fact, I would say more listeners than not don't have it. Right. But for uh, your reassurance, you know, if, if you don't have access to fit out yet, it's, it's working, and I, I don't feel like it's going to decline at all once it's rolled out globally just from my experience with how it's working. I know that people think that the only way you can sell for USD is if you list it for USD below mint cost. And that's just simply not true. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it simply isn't. Um, it's I I can list the property right now I can list it for the same amount that I would list it for Upix in USD and it will still sell. Right. So that's pretty awesome. All right, man, let's take a look at some. So this week I did the numbers that I ran this week were for Oakland because Oakland opened. So let's take a look at what we got here. Yeah. Over the course of a one week span, which do you remember what day Oakland debuted on? I don't. It was last Monday, so hang on. No, it was Friday, wasn't it? Debut on a Friday. Did it? It was only the sixteenth. Yeah. Okay. This was only three days ago from Cool. All right. Yeah. I, uh, four I, days ago. Five question. days from when this you hear this. So yeah, it was only a couple of days. All right, well, in those couple of days, we've had about uh, 1,950 secondary market sales, which that's pretty significant. But once again, we're, we're dealing with a very severely limited release right. of, of Oakland. So 1949 in 
the three or four days or whatever it's been, uh, that's pretty good. Um, our average sale price is 12,235 Upix, which that's pretty, that's pretty high, man. That might, that might be. You think that's too high for a mid tier city? How's that compare to Brooklyn? That's a great question. Brooklyn hasn't hit that number yet at all. Yeah, okay. I can go back and look. Well, that's fine, but I think you're right. I think I don't think Brooklyn is that high, and part of that is the scarcity of properties that we're looking at here. Well, right. Yeah, I mean, an average, we're talking about average of 12,000 Upix. That's pretty high, I feel like, especially yeah. for a debut. Our median is 8,500 Upix. So that's the number right in the middle. And our mode, which is the number that's going to appear most frequently in the data set, is an even 8,000 OPEX. So seeing these numbers, I feel like I probably listed my Piedmonts too early and for too low because looking at this, I would assume that the Piedmonts are the ones bringing the average up. And I was just going to say that those are selling for 23,000 and up. Yeah. And I definitely undersold on my Piedmonts. I sold them at 20, I believe. Yeah. Well, you know, can't win them all. Actually, I sold one at 11,000, but it was tiny. Yeah. Now that you say that, I feel like maybe I did also. It is what it is. There's plenty of Piedmont. There's a significant amount of it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'll be very interested to see where these numbers go. We don't know when Oakland is going to release. They told us, uh, you know, maybe that later this week is what, we're expecting but who knows how that unfolds i just hope when they do release it that either they've changed the the way in which people buy and mint properties because there are they they can get creative with how they do it man there there's no reason why they have to stick with this open the city and everybody go there's there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it um just looking at other nft projects and how they handle their drops so i would right i almost minting timers in there yeah that was one suggestion that was made um you know i can tell you right now on on top shot depending on volume you have a you know you have a, you have a timer that you can't buy again off the secondary market until the timer expires and i've seen mm-hmm. it as low as 5 seconds and i've seen it as long as as 10 minutes which 10 minutes is a long time oh yeah yeah which I mean, is frustrating until you realize everybody is subject to that same 10 minutes but right. if if you do have a 10 minute timer and you have choices to make, you know, top shots, you just, everybody's buying the same pack, but in Upland, everybody would have a choice of a property to buy. You better make sure you're buying the best property possible. Well, right. So, but, uh, so yeah, in top shot, this, this timer is actually for the secondary market. So it would be exactly the same 
exactly okay. the same thing, right? Yeah, you're going in and you have to choose an actual specific card that you want to buy. And I feel like that, you know, that, that could go over pretty well. I think, you know, you're not going to please everybody with it. And I'm sure that they would receive some criticism, of course, but you know, I, I would prop, I would like to see them just try something different and in, instead right. of everybody just go and, and, and mint because being completely honest with you, a, a player that just started last week next to you and I in, in the same, on the same playing field, like they don't really have a chance. Like they just, they don't, if we're going, if there's, let's say two brand new players and, and you and I competing for two properties. Oh, they're screwed. Yeah. We're likely going to get them because we've been playing this game for eight months and, you know, we know how fast a block explorer can move and we know the, the tricks about how to, how to get your, you know, yourself in position to make that. Yeah. To make that acquisition. And I feel like with the timer, it would even things out significantly for the newer players. And that's really what matters because I can tell you there's a lot of new players out there coming into this game and getting a pretty bad first impression of it. Right. And so to them, I would say, you know, stick with it. Give it, give it just a little bit more. Things are... Things are about to really start improving, I feel. I hope so. Yeah, man. All right, so our final segment for the podcast is the scouting report. And this week I have D-Tech, which uh, he just, they just reached out to me today and uh, so, I, if I'm not mistaken, this player is a developer, so like a web developer in, in their profession. And he and they—I don't want to say he—they provided significant and and very productive feedback on UI improvements and just great points, just in general. And it was kind of funny because I mean, I guess not funny to them, but they ran out of sends, and so one of their bullet points was sends at the airport. Like I'm at the airport and I can't move because there's no sends for me to pick up. So I don't know how they, and they got... don't have properties in said city. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So stuck at the airport with no, with no paper airplanes, you know, showing up yeah, good over point. properties. But uh, yeah, shout out to D tech for the paragraph of fantastic feedback and i have forwarded that on uh, to be looked at uh the next one is spring guy spring bit so spring guy in discord spring bit in upland uh again provided a ton of feedback to me and i'm talking a ton of feedback and it was all great fantastic uh pretty much geared towards the fsa mechanics and how they could be better but overall, man, like I'm looking at it right here, it's it's pretty fantastic stuff. And oh, he's just 
getting started in his uh in the wax nft space just got himself a new wax address and uh, i'm gonna try to guide him a little bit into the crazy world of nfts on atomic hub on wax yes it's crazy right yeah. uh, uh next is dirt td so I, I don't know how dirt 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 yeah dirt td yeah dirt td yeah uh new player um really new if i'm not mistaken and uh, i only mention them just because uh i had just reached out to the discord i guess it was yesterday evening and uh i had a couple of undermint properties that i had sniped for those who know me know what that means and where they came <laughs> from and uh i like to give those away to the community you know i get, the enjoyment i get is is just acquiring those properties it's not so much about their value or or what they are to to me the the most fun is getting them and uh right so I I gifted them a, a cheap undermint property and we had a uh, a pretty good conversation in in DM and I'm excited to have a new player in the game that's getting off to a pretty decent start. Excellent. That's the kind of things that really helps the new players out when there's nothing to mint. Yeah, I think it was a uh, it was definitely not well, maybe it was. One was in Oakland, and I think the other one was a Fresno. I don't remember which one they got, but it's a West Coast property, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, finally, last but not least, Zervis. Uh, speaking of undermints and sniping, reached out to me to uh, report some suspicious accounts. I said I wasn't going to talk about this in here, but here I am closing out the podcast on it. Um, yeah. Just there's been some significant issues with accounts who are doing things they shouldn't be doing. Uh, yes, very annoying. Abuse and pretty obvious botting. Uh, I didn't want to give them a platform or a venue or uh, really talk about it much at all. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, shout out to Zervis for bringing those to my attention um, I do appreciate that, and I do forward them on to where they need to go. In fact, I pulled up a complete screenshot of what they were showing me, and I pasted it into our UCN channel, and I got an immediate response on it from X1. So shout out, Zervis. Thanks so much for that. Good, good. All right. Uh, what time were we at? It looks like we are close to closing up here, man. Do you have anything for our listeners before we send it back? I got nothing. Pay attention. You never know when Oakland's going to be opening <laughs> up this week. Yeah, I, I was yeah. floating around there over the weekend. I went to San Francisco just today to do a little treasure hunting, but I'm sticking by close. Uh, it's yeah. only a five-minute train ride. Back and forth. I'm in Manhattan. I don't know what I'm doing, I guess. I don't know. What are you admitting 55,000 UPEX properties? No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm no, actually, no, 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 no. I'm lying to you. I'm in Brooklyn. When did I come to Brooklyn? Okay, well, I'm in no. Brooklyn now. 
Maybe I'll okay. stay here. I, I don't know. We'll see. I have a feeling I'll be hopping on that train and, and heading back to JFK here if they do announce Oakland's opening. I can't foresee myself staying here. I'll do it before they run out of tickets. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I'm going to send it back to you too, stupid. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Wow. I mean... Were they spot on or what? There's a lot of lot of stuff to talk about there. And um, tell us what you think. Hit us up on Discord in the DMs. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think on Twitter. And make sure you are subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing, and following us on Twitter at Upex Podcast. Uh, this week, we are working on our guest still when we record the podcast here Thursday night with myself and thank me later. On the 29th, we have a special guest coming on there, fill in the details this Thursday. I think last episode I said he was going to be on this Thursday, but it's actually the 29th. Um, a lot of stuff goes on week to week, and I do lose track of some things, but look forward to the special guest here on the 29th. Uh, we did have Tops drop their baseball cards today, and we'll definitely cover that. That was, once again, a failure to launch hot mess, and... What else do you expect with these blockchain launches? And that's the thing. By the time the mass public gets to adopt these sort of activities, all these things will be ironed out. We're just the first ones into the ground floor on a lot of these projects. And that's going to have some rough spots and some bumps and bruises. And we all joke and kid and like, aren't they paying attention? Well, no, they're not paying attention to the other products that closely because they're so heavily invested in developing their own. They should have a team out there advising them and looking at these things. Absolutely. But anyway, that's enough for this episode. It was a lengthy one and uh, we'll definitely catch you later this week when myself and thank me later come at you with uh, our opinions and thoughts on this past week in Upland. Until then, be safe and talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving.